London was weird, and we thought it might be weird. Now the Packers are at home, desperate for a win, desperate to prove they are actually contenders, not just pretenders. This is a great week to do it. The Jets come in having won an impressive game against a division rival. They have beat a team down this season. The Green Bay Packers still have not. Now would be the perfect time. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Flotsam. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for the leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. We're going to get to the injuries. The Packers are pretty healthy. The Jets are pretty healthy. Two injuries that I do want to talk specifically about here, but... Before we get there, something that we heard on Thursday that I think is more important than any injury the Packers currently face because it is not just a short-term but a long-term thing for this Packers team, and that is Joe Barry was asked about a number of facets of his team and the things that he felt like uh, were missing or were the right things to be doing. and. He was asked, is playing Jair Alexander 50 snaps of off coverage the right thing to do? He said, no. Is Russell Douglas in the slot ideal for this team? He said, maybe not. And he gave some answer about how, well, it's because Jair hasn't quite been healthy. And I'm going to call BS on that part of it because Russell Douglas was not quite the only guy to play in the slot over the course of training camp, was, but, but was by far the most who played in that star spot in training camp. So this was pretty clearly the plan. I think it is fine for them to say we pivoted. It it didn't work out the way that we thought it would. And so we're changing direction. He also said they plan to play more aggressively, plan to get guys um, to challenge receivers more often. They're going to cover crossing routes better. Yeah, we'll believe that when we see it. But I think it's worth noting that after week one, there was this issue, a lot of soft and off coverage, a lot of quarters, a lot of too high. And they came out the next week against Chicago and the week after that against Tampa in a lot of these single high looks, they played more press man coverage and guess what? It worked. It worked. I think, I think what happens is They look at some of these teams and they think the only way they can beat this defense is if they create explosives. And so they're so concerned about stopping explosives that they fail to be aggressive. They fail to press. They think, well, we don't need to do that. And if we do that, it opens us up to these other things. One guy slips in man coverage and you have a huge problem, right? That's that would be the premise there. 
even though this team was born to play man coverage. And even someone like Russell Douglas, who is not, you know, who wants to play more zone and is better and off and reading, reacting and all that stuff as a press man corner is really good because he's big, he's long, he's physical, and it can, especially when he's up in a guy's face, negate some of the speed issues that he has down the field. What are they going to do in this game? Against Zach Kyle Wilson, who still is holding the ball forever. You might not have Rashawn Gary, who's dealing with a toe injury now. You know, he practiced on Friday, albeit in a limited fashion. That is encouraging. Usually he didn't, he wasn't on the injury report at all on Wednesday. And then limited, limited. Matt LaFleur says he's a little concerned about the injury. You hope he's good to go for Sunday. Hopefully not having to travel. Hopefully the rest over the next couple of days will get him ready to go for Sunday. But maybe it forces Joe Barry to be a little bit more exotic. Maybe it forces Joe Barry to say, okay, time for some pressure packages. Maybe it forces the Packers hand a little bit. And I was sort of half joking on Twitter that the this this would be the third defensive coordinator in a row for the Packers who has to be bullied into doing the right thing. Dom Capers had to be bullied by his players. Mike Patton had to be bullied by his players and then his coach and the fans into doing the right thing. So much soft, so much off. And it's kind of remarkable to me if you think about it. That one of Matt LaFleur's big criticisms of Mike Patton, and we knew it was over and we were saying it on the show, this relationship is over when Matt LaFleur is openly criticizing the approach of the defensive coordinator. Too much off, too much zone. And then he hires a guy who plays off zone scheme. It, it didn't make sense for, to me from the start. It felt like the, the fallback of all fallback options. It felt like, you know, you, you, you got it. Let's say you got into 10 colleges. And you had the one that you really wanted to go to. You didn't get into that one. That's Jim Leonard. And because you were waiting to hear from that top school, the deadline passed on like eight of the 10. And now you're stuck going to, you know, whatever school. I'm not going to, I'm not going to drag any or, or, you know, slander any colleges, universities out there, but you end up going to a place that was really low on your list. That's what Joe Barry felt like as a hire. I I believed and continue to believe that the talent is there to get this all squared away, that all they have to do is just not be so afraid of failing. And I liked the way that both Ali Connolly, who's been on the show, and Ben Solak, who's been on the show, framed it this week. Ali in, in a podcast with Mina Kimes and Ben in a great piece for The Ringer. And that was that the Packers are treating defense like other teams don't have good players. And they're treating it as we, this is something we talked about last year. It's an execute defense. Just go out, do your job, and it's going to be really tough to prepare for. It's going to be really tough to play against. And they have the, the bodies, they have the athletes, they have the, the quality of players to out-execute you. Except the defense isn't executing. So then what do you have? And I think eventually they will. You know, Ali made the half joke that this team leads the league in guys pointing not fingers at each other in the way of like, that's your fault, but in a 
I'm passing you off to the next guy. And then the next guy does not get the pass off. And now you're someone's running into open space. Saquon Barkley all of a sudden has a 40 yard catch and run on a little five yard route because Devondre Campbell expects Quay Walker to get him. Quay Walker's got man coverage on the tight end. He is not expecting to have anything passed off to him. And all of a sudden it's a bust. There's been way too much of that. Meanwhile, Wink Martindale in the fourth quarter is blitzing 60% of dropbacks with fourth string and sixth string corners because he knows that's the way that they have to play. He's willing to, he's willing to risk it. And I think part of this is pressure. There's a lot of pressure for this team to win now. And it has caused them to play a little bit scared. That they want to build everything around not blowing the game so that Aaron Rodgers can go out and do his thing. The problem is, this is not Aaron Rodgers anymore right now. I think he can get back to playing like an MVP, but that's not where he's playing right now. And so defensively, you have to be willing to force the issue a little bit. You have to be willing to make some changes. And I think what he was saying, the idea of, hey, maybe Jair has to play in the slot. Hey, maybe we got to press up on these guys a little bit more. Hey, maybe there's got to be more blitzing. There's got to be more aggression. I think shows a willingness to say, if something isn't working, why isn't it working? And how do we fix it? They've already done it once this year. They did it to a certain degree last year. And I, I think that we, we, we des- they deserve to have us give them the benefit of the doubt for the moment. But this is the week to show it. This is the week to go out and kick someone's butt. We're going to talk more about that in just a second. Before we do, let's talk about our friends at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check in on LinkedIn jobs. Add your job. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can highly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. When you're looking for a job, you don't you don't want to waste your time applying to a job that you know you're not qualified for, that you know you're not going to like. And it's the same for a small business. You don't want to waste your time talking to candidates who don't really want your job or aren't really qualified for your job. Post your job for free at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make sure you check out Key NFL Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts, that's me, give you the local scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts, bet online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. So the Packers are three and two. And they very easily could have won the Giants game. A better call here or there. One of those sacks doesn't get nullified by a penalty. Rodgers reads the concept side instead of trying to play hero ball down Lazard on fourth down or hands the ball to A.J. Dillon. Maybe that game goes to overtime and you win it. You're four and one. But this feels like a three and two team right now. They beat a bad Bears team. They beat a Patriots team with their third-string quarterback. You're at home. You should win those games. And you beat a banged-up Patriot or 
I keep doing this with Tom Brady, Patriots team, Buccaneers team with no NFL receivers. In a game where for a half you did, to be fair to them, look really impressive. But that game still went down to the wire because in the fourth quarter you started to play soft. It feels like a three and two team. But isn't it amazing how much better four and two sounds than three and two? It really just makes the world of difference. And it would make such a difference to go out and win and be four and two in a game that you win by 15 or 20. Yes, this Jets team is three and two, but Joe Flacco won one of those games in one of the most astonishing collapses of the last 15 years in that Browns game against Jacoby Brissett. They beat probably the worst team in the league right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, with Kenny Pickett in his debut, throwing three interceptions. So, like, pardon me if I'm not that impressed by what is going on here. And they beat the Dolphins with a third-string quarterback. They started that game with a backup, and then Skylar Thompson played most of that game, and they needed 21 fourth-quarter points to blow that game open. It was a couple turnovers. You start getting to this undrafted free agent or seventh-round pick, whatever Skylar Thompson is. Not, they're not a three and two team in the same way that the Packers are definitely three and two and four and one would have sort of seemed like not the right record for them. This is, this is much more a two and three or even one and four kind of team, even if they are better than I think we expected coming in. Brees Hall played awesome last week. This defensive front has been really good. This Jets team by record and by quality, I would say they're just good enough that if you go out and you beat this team convincingly, you get to say, look at us, we did it. Because, you know, the, the Cowboys and the Eagles, one of them has to lose. No one is particularly impressed with the Vikings right now after what happened with Chicago. I mean, they, they've, been, they've been down, what, double digits to the Bears and the Lions, and both of those teams are not very good. Yes, they beat the Packers in week one in a game that is a full-on aberration now, needed a double doink to, to beat the Saints in London. Got worked by the Eagles. Vikings team is not very good, but they're four and one doesn't feel like the right record for them either. But none of these teams in the NFC are very good. So if you go out and you have an actually impressive win, then all of a sudden you get to start to look at yourself and say, hey, look at us. And if you're the Packers, playtime is over. Playtime is over. This team needs to start looking like the team that can be a real factor in the NFC right now. They haven't looked like that team for more than a half. They haven't looked that way for more than a half. Can you play three or four full quarters? Can you play three full quarters and be up 20 so you don't really have to play the fourth quarter? This Jets team, Zach Wilson will give you those opportunities. He will throw the ball up for grabs. He will hang on to the ball. So can Kenny Clark eat in this game? Can Preston Smith make some hay? Can if Kingsley and Igbari and Jonathan Garvin are out there because Rashawn Gary is either not playing or not 100%, what can that give you? Are you going to feature finally Romeo Dobbs a little bit more? Christian Watson hurt for this game. They're thinking about shutting him down. That's not great, Bob, but it's better than trotting him out there at half speed. Give him time to rest and run your offense through Romeo Dobbs. Enough of this Randall Cobb offense. 
You're just not getting to the Super Bowl doing that. Having him be your third down guy, having him be your have-to-have-it guy and your second reaction guy, that's great. He can't have 13 targets in a game and expect you to win many of them. It's just, at this stage in his career, not going to be the thing that you want. You need to get, and, and Romeo Dobbs was open all game long. Blocked really well, was open twice on double moves for what would have been big plays. I know people are faulting Aaron Rodgers for not throwing the dig on the on the Yankee concept. When, when you've got Dobbs one-on-one in the middle of the field and, and he's running to grass and there's no safety, throw that deep ball. Throw that deep ball. That was That is really what the play is against that coverage. You're trying to hit that shot play. And they got the, the illegal contact. I think you could make the case it should have been pass interference. And then you're talking about a much bigger penalty than five yards. It's a 30 or 40-yard penalty, as much as I hate 30 and 40-yard penalties for pass interference. There's opportunities here. And, and the Packers feel it. And, and I know that I've been saying, you know, go back to 2019. I kept saying the offense is close. The offense is close. It's so close. And they never really found it. You know, there were some glimpses. Ironically, they, they played their best football when Devontae Adams was not out there. That Raiders game when Aaron Rodgers has the perfect passer rating. You have the Chiefs game with Aaron Jones, the Cowboys game with Aaron Jones. There's a great um, chart that I tweeted out from this great analytics guy who, who put together EPA per play data and found out, okay, which teams have the advantage in the passing game on offense and on defense. Packers have the advantage on both sides of the ball in the passing game. So go exploit it. And I think they can make hay in the run game too. You can do some stuff on this defense. I know Robert Sala, you know, I sort of tongue-in-cheek captioned yesterday's post about Robert Sala owning Aaron Rodgers. But but those 49ers defenses gave Aaron Rodgers and this offense fits. Now, Nick is not walking through that door. Fred Warner's not walking through that door. All that stuff. This front is really good. The linebackers are really good. That's why if you play a clean game and are still good enough to score 30, which they are, and this defense plays up to its potential and holds them to 14. Now you can start really building something because you've got the Bills in two weeks. You've got Washington next week. You can go to, you can, you'd, you'd really like to go to Buffalo five and two. Now we don't want to get ahead of ourselves on this. You'd like to play Washington at four and two. You'd like to play Buffalo at five and two. And then, you know, ideally everything after that, you'd like to just be stuck on that two number for losses. Probably not going to happen in Buffalo. After that, you got to go to Philly. You still have to go to Miami. Still plenty of games on, on the schedule that are losable, but there are plenty of winnable ones too. This is a winnable one, but you actually have to go win it. It is time to start looking like the team we all thought they could be coming into the season. And the beauty of it is it's all there in front of them because they have the talent. And I think the coaches are going to put them in a position to succeed. If Joe Barry is true to his word and they come out a little bit more press, a little bit more blitz, a little bit more single high, they can shut down this offense. Offensively, if you're able to stay patient, run the ball, get the play action into the middle of the field, which is where this team is most vulnerable. This is a bottom five team defending the middle of the field and the middle of the field deep. So Packers love, they've got shot plays for days to, to, to attack the middle of the field, strike, 
middle of the field. Yankee, middle of the field. Those are their two go-to offensive shot plays. They can get to the middle of the field and attack it. The safety play has been really up and down. And especially if you start to get that run game going and those safeties feel like they have to fill in the run, now it's over. Now you can really attack the middle of the field. I thought last week they, they were going to have chances to hit stuff down the field. They did, and they couldn't hit them. Rodgers underthrew uh, Randall Cobb at the end of the first half, underthrew Alan Lazard on the left side, overthrew Romeo Dobbs. They, were, they have not been able to consistently hit those. You'd like to have some guys streaking wide open and make it easier on yourself. This is their chance. I, th- I think the London part of this precluded that from really being a chance. We, we haven't seen a lot of blowouts in London, frankly, because, and I said this on our show, everything gets a little bit weird. It, it rounds out the edges. That game, if that, if that game is played in Lambeau and it's 17, if it's 20 to 10 at halftime, you have no, no problem believing the Packers are going to win that game. And I think if that game had been in Lambeau, they would have. Frankly, if I think that game had been in New York, they would have. If you're up 20 to 10 at halftime in New York, you win that game. The London part of this was weird. There's no more weirdness. There's no more excuses. This is all here for Green Bay to get a statement win. Can they do it? I'm I'm tired of predicting get right games. I did it all of 2019. I got a lot of crap from our listeners and my followers on Twitter about get right games. This can be this can this is an opportunity not because the jets are bad but because the packers have not played a complete game yet and if they do this is a great chance to go say hey you're forgetting about us not as bad as you as you thought not as bad as we looked frankly we'll see if they can do it Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs this season. Bet Online is the place you want to go to for all of your up to the minute scores for every sport. Live betting, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games baseball, MMA, boxing, golf. Head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Uh, now make your second listen to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right. We're going to be live on Sunday after the game. We will see you then. My prediction from Thursday for the moment, and especially if Rashawn Gary plays, but for the moment, I'm sticking with 27-20, but I think I think 30-14 to 14 is the kind of game it could be. I think it's more likely that the Packers blow out the Jets than the Jets win. But I also think that, that the Packers have not proven. They've not, they have not given me a reason to, to confidently say, yeah, they're going to win by two touchdowns. Frankly, against anyone right now. Because they played the Bears, and and they could have beaten the crap out of the Bears. And, and, you know, they won that game by double digits. But they let the Bears get back into it a little bit at the end. And they were in control of that Patriots game, and they let the Patriots get back in it. They were in control of the Giants game. They've been that, that's, the, that's the annoying thing. In four of the five games this year, the Packers have been in control 
And they have really not finished any of those games. They have not won any of them convincingly. Every week, until you do it, every week is a new chance to do that. Now, you're not going to probably have convincing wins against Buffalo or Philly or Miami or LA or Dallas. If you do, they're going to be extra, really super primo convincing, right? You're more likely going to get them against the bad to mediocre teams. You're playing two of those upcoming. Win these two games convincingly. Start with this one. You can't win two in a row before you win one. So win this game convincingly. And I think people will start to believe. I think this team will start to believe. I think it will be really good for the psyche of this team to perform that way in, I wouldn't say a big game, but in a big spot where this team needs something. They need a spark. They need to get going. And they need Aaron Rodgers to play better. And I think Aaron Rodgers has been hearing about it. We got articles being written about it. There's segments on NFL Live about it. What's going on with Aaron Rodgers? This could be the week where he says, oh, what's wrong with me? Nothing. Here's four touchdowns on your head. That If, if Aaron Rodgers is still that dude, this is the kind of week we get a performance like that. And we'll see. We'll see. All right, we'll be live on Sunday on the Locked On Packers YouTube page. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. And subscribe on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. We are here um, Fridays live, Sundays live, and every show you can find in video form on the Locked On Packers YouTube page so that you can stay Locked On Packers.